You're listening to Chaos on the Set, a chaotic TV and film review podcast, and it is Lost Season 2 finale time, y'all. Are you guys pumped? I'm yeah, I can't Extremely. wait to start season three. Been waiting a week. <laughs> We've Yeah, the end of every podcast means we get to watch more episodes. So Mike and I are always thrilled to record. Priya and Mike are assembled here today to discuss all of their thoughts as they watch Lost for the first time. They've watched up to the season two finale and not a second further. Later in the podcast, James will be joining us to break down some spoiler filled discussion on Priya and Mike's thoughts and theories. We basically just talk about them behind <laughs> their back. It's really, really fun. But we'll make sure to mark that time before we get there to make sure we don't spoil anything. Uh, but let's just jump right into it. I mean, I think the biggest thing that happens in the season two finale is Priya was proven wrong. Priya, man of science, saying just don't push the button. Everything will be fine. Just don't push the button. How do you feel now that the world almost exploded because they didn't push the button? I feel like I am a much more medium person than John Locke. I would like to say that, that I do not swing so wildly between the button is the end all be all and we're definitely not pushing the button no matter what. So first of all, I'm more medium. Second of all, I think what we ended up learning about the button, my understanding, Mike, tell me if yours is different, but it feels like Desmond is telling us that the button helps to alleviate some sort of electromagnetic pressure. And when you don't press it, weird anomalies happen in the world, like he caused the plane crash. And I would imagine that when they didn't press the button at the end of this episode, some other thing is going to land on the island. I think that's incredibly interesting and really cool. And I was not at all disappointed to be wrong because it ended up being such a cool idea. Yeah, and I I think what's so interesting about the button, and I guess the way that it really played out this second half of the season, is that there were several misdirections as to whether or not there was meaning behind it. And I I think, you know, it depended on which character insight we were getting, particularly, um, you know, when Henry revealed to Locke that he never pressed or reset the numbers and then that sent Locke into a bit of a tailspin and then the the discovery with Mr. Echo of the old Dharma initiative tapes and journals and it basically being an experiment and then in reality we see what happens when the button's not pressing there's this giant magnetic surge so it's almost like a, a little bit of all of these things are true at one time because we've seen the button not be pressed before but this is this last time was the first time that there's this magnetic surge so it's almost like there's Wait, this when bit did of a, we see the button not get pushed before well eventually it has been pushed right yeah but what i'm like saying is a little there's, yeah. there's like this yeah. buffer period of when yeah. the and that's what's led to the misdirection is that we have this buffer period before the, the magnetic surge really picks up and, and gets stronger because we've seen the hieroglyphics, right? We've mm-hmm. seen the, every all the numbers turn to red and black and the, the light-up symbols on the wall when Locke was trapped. So this is really the first time that it's been pushed beyond the, the brink. Um, and I, I still, I, I keep going back to the Henry Gale character. And I think what this says about 
the others in general is how in tune are they with everything that's that's occurring on this island, right? Um, right. Because, like, was Henry Gale lying on purpose, or was he? Does he really not know? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm. I think he lying definitely about what about not lying pressing yeah, the numbers, and I I think he lying. obviously I think he did because it, it did reset. Nothing happened. Nothing mm-hmm. happened, and I I think he's shown himself to be a master of deception and, and able to get into people's heads. But that being said, particularly when there is the big surge and they're all on the dock and, you know, there's the... The sky turns lot, purple. The sky turns purple and, there, and it's like deafening noise. Um, you know, clearly they, they know something, but correct me if I'm wrong, has it really been established at this point whether or not the others are leftover members of the Dharma initiative or have they merely just inherited everything that has sort of been left on this island. And they're they're almost in a similar position to um you know, our our regular crew, Jack, Sawyer, okay, all of them that have landed on the island, but the others were just there first. They're a little bit more developed. They're a little bit more in tune. But maybe they don't even know the full piece of the of the puzzle here. You know what, Mike? I while I was watching the show, also felt like the others were part of the Dharma Initiative and were kind of yeah, in the whole in that whole group or process whatever Mm -hmm. it is but now that we're talking I think that they're completely separate because if you think about Desmond and Kelvin as being part of the Dharma initiative or part of those people who were first in that room Mm -hmm. they also are against the others and don't know anything about them so now I'm not so sure actually whether the others are completely separate you know and it's tricky because a lot of the other hatches have been abandoned i think the biggest uh i guess connection that the others have with the dharma initiative is what they're doing with all of the the medical stuff right like that's mainly when we see them as stealing kids and giving vaccines and and they were present in the i guess like doctor infirmary hospital part of mm-hmm. of whatever underground hatch system that there is but again i'd like are they merely inheriting that or are they part of the dharma initiative that's going through these experiments and, and logging everything like i'm not convinced either way and for the longest time i just thought like you like yeah they are just dharma initiative people but now i don't really know shruti does is this making sense or we are we forgetting something that is clearly no no i I would have cut you off if you guys okay well one more one more thing about one more thing about desmond though is also now reflecting on it it is interesting that he ends up kind of being right when he suggests to john locke that 
actually the experiment is not watching people push the button, but the experiment is the people who are taking notes on watching and watching mm-hmm. our original hatch. That ends up being true because we see them find those notebooks and pieces of paper that are just getting siphoned out to a random field on the island. No one's looking at those. That's not part of whatever the Dharma Initiative is trying to do. So Desmond also doesn't know anything about that but the others do seem to they don't see well actually like do you think that those notebooks have never been read or you think those notebooks have just they stopped being read at some point oh interesting question I think that they've never been read that unless there used to be a structure there that was at the end of that shoot yeah yeah because if they're just landing in a field that's a pretty weird pickup yeah (laughs) If y'all, uh, I, this is a little bit more about a belief question than like a, the lore of, you know, these experiments and and exactly what happened in history to, to get it in this place. But I think I'm more fascinated overall with just who believes and when they believe. And, and again, like what Brite was saying about Locke's extent of believing from saying, no, we have to push it to like literally throwing the computer onto the ground and locking out a priest <laughs> to prove his point um i i feel like Locke's journey and swaying of belief is like almost the most beautiful part of season two just because it is so he's so he's very easily manipulated but he believes so hard especially the scene when you watch desmond uh at his lowest point taking out the our mutual friend the last book he's gonna read before he dies and then penny saves him and he goes and he sees Locke at his own moment and turns on that light like Desmond turning on that light for both Locke and himself meant so much for belief overall. And John Locke is just a believer. How do you guys feel? Do you still think he's a villain? So I, no, I, don't, I, think I, I don't think he's a villain. I will say there's a lot of extremism in Lost and yeah. particularly this season of and Lost. It's, Go ahead, Drew. I was just going to say, and obviously extremism is never good. It's not good that Locke is so extremist in his beliefs. Right. But it does make you think of the show and the characters, I think, more as archetypes and less as actually how, like, real people would respond if they landed on the island, right? Like, if I land on a deserted island and there's a weird button thing, I'm going to be open to a lot of different ideas and a lot of different, like, back and forth. I'll probably change my mind 15 times and end up somewhere in the middle. Locke doesn't do that. Echo doesn't do that. Echo has a very interesting, like, complete latching onto this idea of the button for reasons that don't honestly don't necessarily feel super clear to me or that motivation is not entirely clear to me, except for we have two people who have really, really strong beliefs in something and are attached to them with almost no sway unless it comes internally or from their dreams. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know. Have I ever declared that that Locke is a villain or that he has, I think. No. You, no, you. But you I, have said I, you I, get I, evil I get, vibes from you, ha- you said that you thought Locke was part of the plan to bring everyone to I, the island. I, I, I think I'm not, I'm not ruling me. that out. I'm still not ruling that out. We have like, <laughs> we have four more seasons, okay? Um... <laughs> There are six, right? I'm not just making... Yes, there yeah, are six. Okay. I can never remember if it's six or seven. But that being said, um, he, I mean, he's hes my favorite character. Uh, not just because not because I'm like, oh, yeah, he's the best. It, it re- I just find him the most interesting and most dynamic character of anybody that's 
on the island. And I do think there's a, a genuine aspect to him. And like you, both of you said, he like he gives it his all. He's like fully um, committed to to his beliefs and is extreme in in that way. But I do th- I just with a character like that, I think you have to have a little bit of inherent distrust, whether it's intentional or not. So I, I'm not ruling out that uh, at some point. He might turn out to be villainous, and he could even be an unintentional villain. Maybe he's he doesn't mean to do, it, but he still turns out to be a, a bad I mean, that's guy. That's basically what he does in this finale, right? Yeah. Like, but he says he was wrong, and I think that is huge. Do y'all remember when he turns to Echo when the world yeah. is about to end? He says, yeah. "I was wrong. Haven't seen a white man do that in a very long time. <laughs> Certainly not me." <laughs> I was about to look at my spoiler notes instead of my non-spoiler notes. That would have been bad. While we're talking about lock, let's talk about the lockdown episode. A lot of folks actually wanted the pause point of our season two discussion to be after lockdown. So y'all could theorize about this map. I said no, because (laughs) I wanted y'all to have a little bit more uh, sense of confusion on who Henry Gale is. But also because I don't think there's that much to piecing over this map. I think it's interesting. Obviously, the question mark is part of this map and that reveal I think is really, really cool. But what else were your major takeaways or excitements about seeing this blaster map? Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I'm glad we didn't stop there because I I just think as of right now, there's we don't know nearly enough about the map to really be that in invested in it. I mean, it's not it's not my biggest take away from the season by any means I, I just think like at the end of the day what's most captivating about it is that it's leading us to believe that there is much more to be discovered on this island uh, particularly by the way of this bunker system and what I really want to know is if there's somehow more of a connection between all of these bunkers or if they're more so isolated pods just sort of strewn out uh, across the island but like if if the question is you know what what's your theory about what the question mark is like i have no idea i have no idea and i i don't even care to speculate to be honest (laughs) Like, I don't even know. I couldn't even come up with something. Thanks for spending two minutes to say I don't care. You're welcome. <laughs> I I agree with this. If we're kind of breaking the show down into, like, what's interesting about island lore and the map and the mathematics or, like, beliefs that are going into creating this place versus who the characters are and the connections between the characters and character backstory – I'm definitely a lot more interested in the latter. And so I was a lot more interested in Henry Gale and who he is and what his story is than what the map And I will say the person that drew the map, this that's in the season two finale, right? You see this, right? Or no, never mind. (laughs) I was going to say, I don't remember seeing. (laughs) Just absolute crickets, blank stares and crickets. Over here. Um, I'll tell you why. No, I'll I'll, I'll appease you. I'll I just thought of it on the spot. I'll give you a, a speculation wow. as okay. to what could exist out there. I think similar to 
the Truman Show, right, where they have like the the headquarters up in the sky where they're they're right. What what is it? The moon or the is the moon the headquarters where? Is it in the moon? It's just like a. I haven't. I I will be honest. I did not watch the Truman Show, and y'all watch the Truman Show. It's just like above the tarp, isn't it? Yeah, it's something in the sky. It's been. I only saw it the one time, but I think, <laughs> I think a Truman Show esque. Maybe maybe we're gonna f- discover the Dharma Initiative headquarters where they're watching everybody and they have like their own little civilization and they're much more developed it's all, than yeah. than the rest it's all of the a TV island. Show. Not a not a TV show, but I think like. Oh, or have you seen uh, what's that? Um, no, you haven't seen the, the M Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah, regardless which movie were you gonna say the village where like she like goes on the other side of the fence and it's just like a wildlife preserve like that's what i'm imagining all right there's a lot of other mysteries and fun things that we could talk about but i want to talk about one of my favorite episodes of lost instead which i got to watch with priya uh sos the rosen bernard episode i love this episode so so much i love rosen bernard's story i love that they met you know later in life and and found this love connection like you think they're an old married couple and then reveal no they actually just met six months ago and this is their honeymoon um but what i love most about their relationship is how at the end of the day when Bernard realizes, oh, Rose wants to stay here, like, this is where she, the island has cured her cancer. This is where she can survive and thrive. The magnets. Exactly. But he's just like, okay, and then we'll stay. And that's just the end of that because he doesn't need to, like, go out on his mission and continue like Jack always needs to do, do, do. Like, Rose points out Bernard has that problem, but he also is able to listen and finally like not fine but like you know just like accept what rose wants and go along with it i just think it's such a sweet moment you don't want to be rescued do you you think if you leave it'll come back and if you can't leave neither can i We won't ever leave us. I would, uh, I would offer to take down the sign, but, uh, we didn't get very far. <laughs> it's just an all-around fantastic episode, and I think it is... Uh, a lore wise a very heavy episode because you find out that the island can cure cancer like i i cancer dr priya marate how do you feel about this discovery i wish we had an island honestly um i think that that is what lost does best mm-hmm. is giving you these emotional backstories these emotional beats of these characters and then somehow tying it into the mystery that is kind of quietly underlying the entire episode. So I agree. I think that was really spectacularly done and really special. Um, you know, you're not you're, you're not going to date someone for six months and not know that they have cancer. So <laughs> whatever, some small bones to pick there. Um, but I agree. I thought it was a really beautiful episode. It's interesting how nobody on the island has anyone 
back home that they really care about or need to get home to. They're all just kind of like, here yeah. we are, I guess. Well, Ana Lucia's mom is waiting That's for her. That's true. That was, that was quite a sad revelation. I mean, quite conversely, honestly, there's a lot of, I feel like, instances of characters who have somebody at home that they've just they've left like they they've cut ties like particularly like jack and julie bowen Mm. um but regardless (laughs) i just love how last time we recorded we were complaining we're like where's rose where's bernard where's son we haven't seen them in days and then like right as we jump into the second half of season two there's son there's rose there's bernard like those those next couple of episodes were were all about them and oh yeah son's baby we have to talk about son's baby at some point see this is the stuff that's so much more interesting to me than the map there's so many and i was just like i pulled up my well i pulled up my text with shruti just to see like oh yeah text her live reactions she she only let me see the top part of yours because i wasn't i was a little behind you yeah the best i don't forget text i got from mike over thanksgiving weekend yeah tell me all caps I think I crashed your plane. And I was like, let's fucking oh, go. Yeah. And I showed it that to my friends. There's so epic. many, there's so many good ones in here though. Um, post but it, real post quick, a going screenshot back to, to the chaos on the set yeah. Instagram. I will, I will. I'll share Release the, the text. <laughs> going real quick, going back to Rose though, and the island curing her cancer. I like that it, you know, it's, it's this great revelation, but it also ties it back to like lock getting the ability to walk again because i feel like that is i I don't want to say forgotten because you know still even like with this season when he injures his leg again you can see it's weighing on him and he's like i don't need the crutch and all that um but it, it gives a bit more of a definitive answer to that question because it was like yeah it was this some sort of just miracle anomaly or, or did the island give him this ability? And I think now very clearly the island did uh, give him the ability to, to walk again. And, so. and it's interesting that you bring that up because, again, I had the absolute joy of watching SOS with Priya and we were watching the scene between Locke and Rose and then our parents came and started talking to us and Priya didn't listen. So I had to rewind it because it's such a critically good scene um, and it's so good the way – Rose kind of believes in Locke and says, you know, you and I both know it's not going to take you four weeks to be back up on your feet. And Priya's response to that was, oh, my God, this is so creepy. You were creeped out by it because woman of science, Priya Marate, <laughs> does not like to see the faith healing. Um, Like, I remember when I, I, I like, I don't want to come at you, but when I watched SOS for the first time, I never got these, like, like the the vibes that you guys seem to be expressing of getting from Locke and Rose, which are belief vibes for me, seem to be, oh, this is creepy. This is eerie. This is mysterious, but with a bad connotation. That's so interesting. I You're right. I think that there is a mystical nature. Obviously, there's a mystical nature of the island, and that can be read as a purely good thing, or you can think it has weird, dark undertones, and I'm a weird dark undertone lady. Um, And I think you're right. It probably is. I'm like, okay, well you land on an Island and now you can walk and your cancer is gone. What's, what's the other shoe? What's the downside? What, what creepy things are going on behind the scenes that are allowing this to happen? And so it's hard for me to just say, Oh, great. You know, beautiful. How beautiful. There was something a little 
something about that mystery or that mysticism feels dark to me for whatever reason. Did you find that moment creepy or did you love Rose, <laughs> Mike? Uh, no, I didn't find it. I didn't find it creepy. Um, there's a there's another. I know Mike hates it when I bring up deleted scenes, but I have two deleted scenes to bring up in this conversation. One is from SO. It? We just had a fight when we watched uh, Love and Basketball. <laughs> I used a deleted oh. scene for an argument in Shade Court. That was funny. Oh, account. yeah, that that now that's a big difference. We can discuss <laughs> deleted scenes, but you can't use something that's not in the film to prove a point. That's well, that's totally uh, different. the second one will be a point discussion, but we don't need to discuss it. OK, let's 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 talk about this first one. Just because I want to just give Rose some praise before we move on is it's a deleted scene between Rose and Son and SOS and and they're talking about whatever. And then Rose is like, how's your baby doing? And Son's like, I'm fine. Son asks her, Son asks Rose what she did to bring up false hope. You know how Rose says, like, building the sign is just giving people false hope. And Rose's response is just saying, uh, oh, honey, no, there's nothing false about it. We're going to be just fine. And she just, like, reassures Son because obviously this pregnant woman at this point is like, what do you mean it's false hope to get off this island? Which is just why I love Rose. Like, I think she really knows what to say to the right person, even if Rose in her mind at that point it's like i'm never leaving this island she doesn't want to say that to son and like has an emotional intelligence that very few other characters on lost have portrayed i agree with that i think that emotional intelligence could have been displayed when her husband was acting out she didn't have to call him out in front of everyone and make it so that no one wanted to help him but but you're right she 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 and bernard are both very grounding characters which is necessary and it it even goes back all the way to the beginning right when jack is trying to console her like season one when bernard is missing and she's like steadfast in her belief like he's out there he's alive he'll come back to me and you're thinking like oh like this woman is delusional um but she just like and whether or not she truly believed that i think just like the fact that she's displaying that belief and like she has that that calm mindset not only for herself but she's able to impart that on to others i think um is is a strong character trait of hers agree are you, before we move on, can I just read some? I have it open. I got to read some of these texts. They're like so, and maybe they don't warrant like full discussion, but I have one where I go, did not have Hurley having an imaginary friend on my bingo card. <laughs> and then followed that up by all caps, OMG, Libby in the psych ward. That was a shock. That was a shock. Uh, Libby in the psych ward followed by a murder. So we'll never find out more. Oh, next next, te- next text. Holy fuck. Did not see Michael going on a killing yeah. spree. Yikes. Um, yeah. Gosh, Michael, man. He's a heat. Now that is a complicated <laughs> character and i think i think it's funny shry literally just texted oh wait never mind she texted 12 minutes ago i'm just not a screenager so i haven't been looking at my phone but she texted us a video that i took on her phone of priya watching the end of toot for the road and watching michael shoot anna lucia and libby but oh i can't wait to watch i wasn't it. very subtle about it so she knew i was filming her which was probably a spoiler for what was to come <laughs> Yeah, but I also like I. I also said I'm gonna be disappointed if Libby dies and we never find I mean, out how do you, why. How do you feel she about was that in the now? mental hospital? No, Libby was a great character. I listen. P- 
People get DUIs in Hawaii. You don't need to kill them off for that. <laughs> Let's talk about the DUI theory. Mike, have you heard about this DUI theory? No. Do you want to recap it? Because sure. you've probably heard it more recently than I have. Sure. So this is something that I heard from the Storm podcast with Joanna Robinson and Dave. And how Neil. I originally consumed Lost is week to week, one episode a week for two and a half years alongside this podcast. Anyway, continue. So apparently, and this is a good PSA for the audience, apparently it's really easy to get a DUI in Hawaii, specifically on Oahu. They just are looking for that and the cops are bored because everyone's happy and not committing a lot of crime. And so the actress, so um, Michelle Rodriguez and the actress who plays Libby, I don't remember her name right now, but apparently they both got DUIs shortly before they were killed off. And the theory and the rumor around that time was that they were killed off because of the DUIs. I don't. Oh, in real in life. In real life. Yeah. The actresses okay. got DUIs. I, don't, I was like, you, you're like that, DUIs? was that a deleted scene? <laughs> Um, I don't see as a cop. Yeah. How did she get a DUI? But I don't. Well, yeah, that's, that's true. I don't no, believe that cops can get DUIs. <laughs> yeah. But I don't believe that that's. She got away with murder, though. <laughs> yeah, true. She, she didn't. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Um, But I don't believe that's actually true. She got Apparently. away with multiple murders. Sorry. <laughs> she also shot Shannon. Anyway, did she continue. get away with. The first murder. Yeah, they don't really got, have a they don't really have a force. jail system on the island. Okay, yeah, but she there's didn't no judge go to and jury. jail for committing a murder on U.S. soil. Like she shot. Like she should go to jail. Yeah, for but that. she anyway. ended up on a deserted mystery island in Australia. So <laughs> anyway, I don't believe the DUI theory really because apparently Daniel Day Kim also got one. And oh God, what is with this? <laughs> I'm cast? telling you. Well, so I'm. The the Storm podcast, Joanna Robinson has lived on Hawaii before, and so she said this. Also, not con- does she also have a DUI? She's, she does. She does not condone drinking or driving, nor do any people on this podcast. But something she mentioned was just that cops in Hawaii are a little bit more bored. I already, so I already said d- this. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, but okay. is 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 their legal limit different than no, no, other no, no. States? I don't think you can't. I don't think so because it's. National law. Yeah. So if it, oh yeah. I, well, I I I know it can't be higher than point oh eight, but I thought maybe it could be lower. Oh, maybe it's lower. Like, no, I think they just maybe they're like, like oh point oh four. We're getting yeah. Like I don't, I don't know. know. The sense but, I got was that they're just like picking up people who had a drink and are you're going home. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, anyway, where were we? <laughs> we we're just talking about whether that's why they got. So oh, you yeah. don't but, think so you don't, don't think that was the right, reason? Okay. So to to start over. I don't believe the DUI reason. I think that other characters, Daniel Day Kim, apparently also got a DUI. Um, I think that Carlton Cuse and Damon Lindelof have both said that the DUI was not the reason, which, I mean, they probably have to say that. But apparently they were planning to have these characters have relatively short arcs on this show anyway. I think it's a real shame Mm -hmm. for Libby because I agree with what you were saying, Mike. I think we were just really starting to get a sense of this character, get some backstory, develop a real interest in her. And so that, to me, is a real shame. I don't know if we're going to learn more about Libby. It's cool that we already got to see her in a flashback. We got to see her in Desmond's flashback. So that was cool. So maybe we Mm -hmm. will learn more about her. Um, I hope so. I'll be real disappointed if we do not find out the reason behind her DU... Or not her DUI. Her... (laughs) Her being in a in the psych ward only because I feel like, you know, with so many other characters, 
we have gotten explanations. And I remember like saying, I think the first time we recorded and we were talking about Kate and not really knowing what she did. And I was like, well, it doesn't really matter. But then, you know what? I was still kind of glad that we found out what she did, even though, again, it, it wasn't like the biggest reveal. It was just like we could check off that that answer. Um, and so I do hope that we get an answer on Libby. I don't know how with her being dead they'll work that in. Um, but also, like, I, it just annoys me if they're just like, yeah, like she was with Hurley in the psych ward and then never mention it again. I'll be pissed. Speaking of Libby showing up in Desmond's flashback, a very funny remark that the Storm podcast also made was um, that you need to look like Henry Ian Cusack in order for somebody in a coffee shop to randomly give you a boat the way Libby just gives Desmond her boat. Like, he got very lucky, but also, like, I think it's just Desmond's charm. I don't think anyone else could just get a boat like that. You don't think it's because she's off kilter? Oh, interesting. Maybe. I mean, she was in a psych ward. It wouldn't be surprising if she was just giving away boats. It's not a bad point. To bring up one more deleted scene, and I could not find actually the audio or visuals of this deleted scene. I just heard it mentioned on the Down the Hatch podcast that I listened to, which I do believe, but then I also the only other comment about it that I found was on Screen Rant, and I don't I don't think Screen Rant is the most best source, so if they're just going off that Screen Rant article, who knows if this deleted scene actually exists kind of thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? But anyway. Sure. Uh, there is apparently a deleted scene in the question mark episode of Lost uh, where, as you as you know, if that's the Mr. Echo flashback episode, he goes and sees Claire's uh, psychic or that's the person that told Claire that she has to get on the plane and he admits that he's a fraud. How do y'all feel about Malkin saying that he's a fraud? And that's in the deleted scene. No, no, no. Sorry. So there I can sh- I can tell you about the deleted scene now, but I kind of want you to respond oh. first, and, and then I'll tell you about the deleted. It scene. didn't really affect the way that I felt about that Claire episode or that Claire storyline because he did still buy her a ticket to get on this plane, and that plane crashed. So maybe this is meant to lead us to believe that that was all random, and and he he doesn't have any actual insight, and he didn't make her plane crash or know that this plane was going to crash. But there's still something very mysterious about that whole story and Aaron and why he couldn't be raised by another. Yeah, I don't think it's completely chance. Yeah, I I, I have to believe that there is something else there, that the whole thing was just made up about this baby. That seems far-fetched. There are easier lies to tell. I guess I'm misremembering that, that scene. Because I don't... Re- I mean, I mean, that seems like a pretty big deal. I can't believe I don't remember, but I don't remember him admitting <laughs> he was a fraud, but I guess it makes sense. I didn't recognize him as the charlatan unless I, you did, I, Mike. That I recognized him. I, I just thought he oh, was okay, saying okay. like he was telling Echo like what happened to his daughter didn't really happen. I don't remember him admitting he was a liar. But Yeah, I think he says that my wife doesn't, love like love me or respect me because i'm a fraud he doesn't say oh guess what i'm a fraud. like that's the context of admitting uh, to being a fraud okay uh but 
It's Oh, see, I think I interpreted that as like she just didn't believe in what he did. Which is fair. But okay. I it's hard to remember it all because you're on a segmented binge. I will say, however, Yeah. Mike, do you remember where you were when you watched Two for the Road? When you watched the episode where Mike Michael shoots Anna Lucia and Libby? Where I was? You don't remember the moment. This is gonna negate my point if you don't remember the moment. <laughs> well, I, I I guess I'm just confused about your question because I watch every episode in the same spot. Okay, but do you, yeah, but do you like remember the experience you, of that moment? That's what she means. When re- repeat the when question, Michael when, when, when Michael shot Anna Lucia and Libby. Like, does that stand out to you as a very well, memorable? Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. texted I texted I texted Shruti and said I didn't expect him to go on yeah. a killing well, spree. I so yeah, I do re- because like. I do remember my uh, my shock. Like I, that was like a jaw drop moment. Like more so than probably any other. Like I was no. really stunned by that. And then I remember following it up and saying, "Michael's acting so crazy. I'm kind of rooting for the other. You know? like, <laughs> I want them to take Walt. He should not oh be." Oh my god! Poor Walt. Poor post pubescent Walt. <laughs> that was really sad. He's so tall now. Where? Where? <laughs> just, sorry. Before we. Move on. I just want to say because I remember when I watched Two for the Road for the first time, I was watching it in my apartment in North Hollywood living room and I was synced up with my twin sister and a couple of people in the Slack community that also uh, were listening to that same podcast that we've been discussing. And it was just a great moment. And afterwards, they were like, so uh, they had seen it before, so they were thrilled to see mine and my twin sister's reactions. And they, they posted some meme about like, cutting that scene to what you say by jason drula it was just like a very yeah. fun it felt like a moment of having seen it live because there was all this community around it there and i hope y'all are feeling that same energy while i restrict you from continuing to watch into season three i do it because i care and because i want to preserve these moments for y'all no totally that was an extremely gasp worthy moment i think i gasped out loud mike gasped via text to you so i think we were appropriately <laughs> yeah. stunned I guess we like we just we're not sharing this same experience. Like I'm just watching by myself. We, in well, my let's get you a buddy. Post an ad. Man seeks man to watch. Lost yeah. with <laughs> Michael. You can Facetime in next time. Shruti and I are watching together. He doesn't have an iPhone. Oh, Mike. I don't know. We'll have to be on WhatsApp. <laughs> also, can we just say Michael and, real quick? Michael and Walt. I was gonna say I have a a question about Michael and Walt, but if you have if you want to kick it no, off, no, 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 go ahead. No, ask your question. I mean, look, I think there's a lot to be discussed about Michael and Walt, but my biggest question just as we leave off the season is do we think we will ever see them again? Or is that just is that the end of their story? They're they're sailing off into the sunset, if you will. I do think we will see them again. Um, I agree that that's the biggest question. I think it might be, it might not be for a while though. I don't think we're gonna hop right into season three and it's like, oh, like we drove the boat to the other side of the island. <laughs> yeah, I could see them having like a season away and then Michael comes back ridden with guilt about what happened, or I could see them literally coming back next episode and being like, we couldn't get out, we couldn't find our way out. Um, but I agree. I think there's yeah. I don't think they're gonna find yeah, their way. There's out. a lot of mystery around Walt that hasn't been elucidated. He's like the shining. yeah. There's something weird going on with Walt um, that we haven't. I still like the weird kid thing. Aaron and Walt 
and Alex, I guess now too, we haven't really fully understood why they're taking children. Interesting to think about this theory that they might not be able to get away from the island out of the island. Henry Gale or whatever his name is now has given them a an exact compass bearing, right, to go on to get out of the island. Do you think that's successful or he's just bullshitting them to see if they'll... Well, the thing is, right, if, if the island has this sort of magnetic pulse to it does the compass is that even going to work like can you trust the the direction that they're heading in or is is the island because of this magnetic force field or whatever is that skewing direction is that not only is it causing planes to crash obviously like that that power that it's giving off but is is it also like uh you know, construing the the direction of of boats is that why Desmond crashed on? I mean, obviously, like there was a storm, but like I feel like the, maybe the magnetic field is also um, forcing people to get lost potentially. Even the Black Rock, obviously, compasses weren't a thing back then, but like there's something directionally happening around this island. So I think they're just going to get lost, even though Henry told them where to go. I don't think they're going to be able to find it. That's the name of the show. True. <laughs> but does that make sense? I was rambling. No, yeah, that makes bit, sense. But I, I, I don't think they're going to find their way out. Saeed is an absolute MVP. Have we, have we said that yet? He's so good. He's so smart. He's like, Michael's lying, which everyone was just waiting for someone to find out that Michael was lying. Saeed is great. and So part of Saeed's him. journey in the season two finale is – even the one thing that he does not know is how to sail. And so him and Sun and Jin take a journey around the island. And while they are journeying around the island, they pass a foot with four toes. Now, this moment in the season four, season two finale is very important to me because I do not remember it. When I first watched the season two finale, I was synced up with that slack that we've named after a couple of times now. And also my twin sister. And there's so many things going on that later after the episode, my sister was like, we're debriefing. She's like, what do you think about this foot? And I was like, what are you talking about? I had missed that whole scene because I was just like catching up on the Slack messages because, again, season finales and Lost are just absolute bangers, all out parties. And so I was distracted and I had to rewatch the episode. And I literally now currently as a Lost aficionado who've watched all six seasons, I have a printout of that scene from the season two finale where Sun Jin and Saeed look at the boat or look at the foot because first of all, I like bodies of water. So it's just like a nice thing to hang in my room. But also I think it encompasses this like, what, like what is this? What could it be? It could literally be anything to the point where my twin sister asked me, what do you think about this foot? I had genuinely no idea what she was talking about, but I love this. What the fuck is this? What it could be anything uh, nature of the show. Don't they, and maybe I'm just making this up, but don't they say when that scene happens, like, and I'm paraphrasing here, but, are you more confused by where's the rest of the Said says i don't know what's more disconcerting where the rest of the body is or the fact that the foot has only four toes i'm four toes <laughs> I, i'm the i'm team four toes i'm i'm why is it even there in the first place i'm team one step no, i'm back. team four toes because you know it, it, with a lot of old structures in in real life right like there were they collapse parts of statues go missing whatever but there's no explanation for the for the four toes it's almost like some other kind of 
now we're getting extraterrestrial here you know this some this some (laughs) et shit like some other humanoid (laughs) is on this island with four toes like that's no when the dinosaurs were on the island all right i think we've hit on everything i want to ask y'all do y'all have any other thoughts or theories that you want to bring up i think something i think something that i is at the very top of my mind going into the next season is why did the others want Jack, Kate, and Sawyer? What's up with Jack, Kate, and Sawyer specifically? Why do they want them? Um, I hope we find out right away. I think that's going to be pretty interesting because they didn't want Kate before, as Jack so nicely and helpfully reminds her, (laughs) but they want the three of them now. Just interesting. Yeah, one thing I wanted to just mention – you know, something else I did not have on my bingo card. And I know we debated this last episode of who we thought Henry Gale was. Do we trust him? Is he an other? Um, you know, obviously now he very much is an other. Uh, but I did not expect him to be like head honcho, man in charge, um, you know, to, to a certain extent. Like, I, I think it's still a bit of a mystery, like, I guess high how high up the ladder he goes in terms of this other's nebulous, but clearly he has some level of seniority over pretty much everyone else that was on that dock. So um, it'll be interesting. And and again, like it's I, that, that dock scene was like a little bit of a deja vu moment for me. Like, it, like it's all sort of flooding back to me. I, I know last time I mentioned like I, I remembered his face and I was like and I think I said like I know I feel like he's some kind of significant character but I couldn't really place who he was or who he was with or why he or what he does but that was a bit of a deja vu moment coming back to me. I was like oh it's him. So I'm excited to see where his character goes probably more so than anything else like I'm I'm fully invested into his uh, character arc now. How do you feel about Henry Gale? I think Henry Gale is fascinating. I think he was so interesting and fun to watch while he was held captive. And I agree. I think that there's still someone higher up than Henry Gale and Tom. Who's the guy with the beard? Tom? Yeah, Tom. Um you, you got, well, I, we got some names in this. We did get some names. I'm fascinated by Miss Clue. I think she's mm-hmm. really weird and creepy and um, really, really want to know what they've been doing with Walt. Because honestly, like hearing a child scream, don't let them take me is is really freaking sad. And, and when he whispered, you know, to Michael, what's he say? He, they're not who you think they are or something they're not what they say they're lying yeah. they're or they're pretending they're not who they say they are yeah. um also interesting they're making walt take tests what are these tests about intriguing lots of questions let's see if we get answers he has the shining i haven't seen it <laughs> oh so good you would hate it but it's amazing <laughs> Well, let's wrap things up there. Thank you all so much for joining us for this episode of Chaos on the Set. I know I promised at the top of the episode that we would have some spoiler talk here at the end. However, we just went too long with all of this theory and thoughts discussion. Not too long. It was a joy, but I don't want to make I don't want to put out a two hour podcast. So I'll put out a separate podcast with my friend James where we're going to talk about Priya and Mike behind their backs. But in the meantime, Priya and Mike, where can folks find more of you in the Internet? 
I am on Goodreads and Letterboxd at Priya Morante. So come tell me what you're. That might be our first Goodreads shout out. Well, every time I I'm on, I talk about it. Goodreads. But um, oh. I think Jesse might have given her Goodreads. Yeah, that might be true. Point. Point. Okay, yeah. I'm wrong. Sorry. Mike, that's Ignore. okay, Mike. Next time you read a book, come tell me about it. <laughs> It'll, uh, I, read like, <laughs> I, I, I got like 200 pages into American Prometheus and then just haven't okay, read it well, in like two months. I have a Goodreads. I have a Goodreads account with like five followers and I think I've logged like three books. So that's all you need to know. I feel like you should try and read something other than American Prometheus. Yeah. yeah maybe. It's, it's tough to start with like a thousand pager, you know? <laughs> well, I, usually I just read Lord of the Rings. but <laughs> That's fair. Which isn't too different. Yeah, it's also a thousand yeah. pager. <laughs> All right, Mike, where can folks find you? You can follow me on Letterboxd at mricardi. Um, and I'll give out my Twitter only because Letterboxd is for movies and we're discussing TV. So if you want to interact about Lost, <laughs> you can request. But no spoilers. You can request to follow me at Mike underscore Riccardi. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike Romarate. You can follow me on Letterboxd at Shruti Marate. Don't know my Goodreads, but it's probably one of those two. And you can follow the show on Instagram, Letterboxd, and Twitter. All three, we are at Chaos on the Set. And then shoot us an email, too, if you have any thoughts and theories there. Our Gmail is chaosonthesetpod at gmail.com.